0: she's so funny she like texted me something she's like i totally agree with you about Burr trying to make it pretty and i was like hmm (laughs) come again she's like from the podcast and i was like just remind me what i what i said
1: exactly exactly what did i say
0: mom um i don't really remember (laughs) i don't i don't fully remember like i want to be present with you in this moment i love that you're listening to our podcast
2: And so every time you would speak, Julie would look mm-hmm. at me and she goes, I like when the girl talks.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and she said, that needs to be our first piece of merch is.
0: I like when the girl uh, talks. Raise a mic.
2: <laughs> I like when the
0: girl talks. So <laughs> yes. just, to, just so you
2: know, you have another fan that's not your mom. Um, I love that. Yeah. I think she, I think you're her favorite, which is, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine everything's fine all right <laughs> i feel great it's wonderful yeah, it's I'm wonderful fine. It's fine. I'm super super stoked about it hey guys welcome back to the raise a mic podcast the hamilton revisit podcast uh, i am one of three hosts josh and i have with me andy and audrey say hey guys hey what's up hi yeah we're all here we're excited um i was telling these folks these lovely people uh, as we were getting ready to record how excited i am for the next several episodes um mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. There's just a lot of straight fire coming. Um, and, and it starts with this, with this song, um, the Skylar sisters. But before we go there, uh, hit us up on Facebook at raise a mic on Facebook. Um, I don't know why, just do it. Um, share memes and talk to us. And um, you can email us at raisemike at gma.com or leave us a voicemail on anchor. Um, Every time I, my wife hears the episodes that say that, she's like, I'm going to do it. And then she doesn't. So I'm calling her out. Um, so do that, my wife. And, um, my, wife. <laughs> my wife. My um, wife. My wife. Do
1: it. She let's, always say, so, Let's all do things from 2006. Yes. Um, she always
2: says she likes when I talk about her. We'll see if she still does now. Um, <laughs> think
0: she might have some thoughts.
2: She, maybe. <laughs> she has mm-hmm. some um, Okay. That's all that stuff, I think. I don't really care. Andy, tell us about this song.
1: <laughs> so the song we're doing today is the Schuyler Sisters. Mm-hmm. And basically where we are in the play is that we have just finished with Hamilton and his boys at the bar. And they have, a fin- they have accepted their responsibility of leading this revolution and that what they're going to be doing um, is a big deal and a big undertaking, but were, they're willing to do it.
2: Yes. That is what happened before. So what is happening now?
1: (laughs) All new things.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For a second, I was like, is he done? (laughs) That was last week.
1: (laughs) I was setting the stage, right?
0: Technically he did set the stage for the number that is about to happen. He
2: did. You technically did what is on the yeah keep going
1: (laughs) so we're we're this is the song that introduces the schuyler sisters um it takes place i guess in the streets of new york city uh in the in the poor area in the slums of new york city Uh, and it introduces these two uh two out of the three are very important characters in the life of hamilton i mean
3: yeah yeah we'll
1: talk yeah we'll talk about that later
3: but
1: you're not wrong or peggy.
2: At, least, at least at least in the <laughs> context of the musical you're not wrong we'll talk about it later but yeah so it introduced we get the Skyler sisters um who else is singing
1: so we've got we've got uh eliza we've got Angelica. we've got peggy aaron burr is joining them and then you've got the company yes absolutely
2: That's accurate. I think, are those all all good statements? I think think we're good, yeah? True, good. Sure. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. It's
1: intimidating introducing the scene because you want to get
2: it right. I know, I know. Yeah. Because you know, like, I would be the one that would be like, no, Andy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually.
2: (laughs) Try again. Well, actually. In the the original script, anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, In the first
0: folio edition. (laughs) I
2: wish I was that cool.
0: Um, Me too.
2: Um, we didn't talk about a fun fact. Um, I don't, I mean, I have lot, I think all the facts are fun, so that's hard for me. Um, I did mention, well, I'll do the, unless somebody else has one. Did somebody have one that like was exceptional? Nah. Nope. Okay. I, I like hinted at this last week. Um, but I was wrong. And so I want to, I want to fix my mistake. Um, uh, I said that this song was changed because of, uh, Lin-Manuel hearing, them like freestyling or whatever in their dressing room. That's not entirely true. Um, this is the supposedly the true story. So apparently the direct, the musical director, Alex Lacamoire, um said that the song originally had like a daft punk slash Pharrell feel to it. Not the kind of almost destiny's child thing that we get. Um, he said that he saw a series of vines. If that throws it back to when this was happening where the three actresses were improving Destiny's child songs, um, you know, backstage or whatever, and he took that those ideas and he reworked this song so that it no longer sounded like Daft Punk and it sounded more destiny's child and I,
0: and that is why the cast gets royalties as they should
2: <laughs> right yeah no exactly it, it's right in line with what we talked about of mm-hmm. you know so much of these characters and and even these songs um are connected to who these people were that were playing the parts originally um totally so, makes
1: sense because I, I a part of my thoughts that was going to be happening uh later on was that i felt at the end a very like Le Freak, like the chic, like seventies go <laughs> funk yeah, sound, yeah, like mm-hmm. with the bass. Yeah. And it makes sense because the Daft Punk Pharrell song, uh, get lucky, has that mm-hmm. guy on it. That's true. Um, and so there's still elements of that, um, that feeling in there, but they definitely leaned into the Destiny's Child part.
2: Yeah, yeah. And apparently uh he reworked the song to give it a Destiny's Child vibe, and then he let the sisters add their own harmonies to the tune. Oh, um, because he said he realized, and I'm quoting here, realized there's nothing in the song as cool as the harmonies the girls do when they're effing around. So we, <laughs> so we just let them riff. Um, and that becomes the song that we have is just these three women who are playing these parts improvising and it becomes part of the show that now everyone has to sing. Um, it's fun. That's a bless fun, their hearts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm sure, I'm sure Audrey has a time to say about vocals and things in this song that would be a lot smarter than anything I would say. So we're going to let her do that when she gets to her thoughts, <laughs> um, which are actually now. So Audrey, you get to go first. Today, I, yeah. right I now, t- here we go. Yeah, I, I'm, I said, I told you that we were not going to spend the first two thirds of the show with the men telling you this song uh, so that then you could talk. So you get to go first. Um, so let it hit us with it.
0: Yeah. So. Obviously, this being the first introduction of female characters for a woman in the audience is going to be like, yes, finally, there are women on stage. And it's really interesting, I think, when you're watching it because you don't know that you're missing that as you're Mm. watching it until they like burst onto stage because there have been other women on stage in the ensemble right so it's not like it's been completely men but those are those have been all the featured people Mm. so far in the play and then suddenly we had this amazing number introducing these three characters that most people, I think, even if they're history buffs, don't really know a lot about the Skylar sisters. Mm. Like, they don't necessarily think, Oh, yeah, 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 I've heard about that person. Maybe they know who Eliza is. But mm. other than that, most people don't have a clue who these people are, mm. particularly that there's a trio of them coming on stage and they come on stage and completely take control of the narrative, right? Mm. So they are like, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm about to tell you some things right away. So this introduction of these characters is so genius. You see right away, not only their relationship with each other, that there's this little kid Peggy right and then the two older sisters who are sort of more on the same page and they're bringing their kid sister along who's even talking about well dad said we had to be home earlier and they're like (laughs) calm down you know so it's as the youngest sibling I totally identify with Peggy in a lot of ways I'm like yeah and the rule follower I'm like dad said we had to be home (laughs) so I don't want to get in trouble because of you guys and so You see this relationship already building basically like right at the beginning, as soon as they come out. And then the writing is so genius because even in the way that the vocal lines are written, right? You hear this repetition of them saying their names over and over again, Mm -hmm. and you hear distinct characters in each one of them just by the way that they say their names you hear like Angelica like bursting forth Eliza has this beautiful like higher note that's like lilting you're like oh thank you and then Peggy is like coming in before it's her turn right, <laughs> right. <laughs> like she's like no I'm not gonna wait to beat I'm here so it's like you see even in the way that it's written you see their personalities baked into mm. the song right away and that's sort of a subconscious thing that you start to experience i think Mm. and so it's a really genius introduction to these characters without having to say oh this is who they are necessarily even though we get a little bit of that exposition with burr at the beginning like he kind of lays the groundwork for who these people are but he doesn't say this is what angelica's like this is what eliza's like so we get to see that right away. So I also really love that Burr is the one introducing this. And this is the first time that we see Burr be fun. Like the first time that we see like a little bit more of his personality coming out, especially in his interaction with Angelica. I'm really like, oh, okay. Like he's got some, like some serious like pride about himself. Like he is not afraid.
1: And that dude thirsty. He is thirsty.
0: For a Skylar sister. Just one of them. Doesn't really like apparently care which one. It's just like, hey.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think that's something interesting is, so he does, he he introduces the beginning of the song because he's our narrator, right? But Mm -hmm. he gives us nothing about who they are as people other than their dad is loaded and they like to come down to the city and watch everybody because that's what all the rich people do.
0: It's mm-hmm. almost
2: like he underestimates them. Uh, mm-hmm. And then and then we flow right into like, here's these three. Well, at least two of them kicking butt and taking names. Peggy's kind of just and Peggying through the song. Um, <laughs> but-
0: yeah, I mean, I would argue that Peggy is like, no, I'm not going to not be heard right so that's kind of part of her jumping on eliza at the beginning she's like and peggy like i'm here too y'all i appreciate
2: i can appreciate that
0: (laughs) i'm not i'm not gonna be left out like i know i'm not as old as them i'm not ready it's kind of like an amy and um oh gosh little women like Mm. she's like i will have the attention whether you want to give it to me or not (laughs) right right um i I also really appreciate that she has like the deadpan comedy moments right that she's like the audience in person is like dying over Peggy because it's so funny (laughs) and these beautiful like oh we're singing we're being real sassy we're like you know taking this guy down and letting him know like putting him in his place and then she's like and Peggy and this deadpan face like cool (laughs) cool. we see who she is and what's going on for her so I love the introduction. I think it's super fun to watch Burr playing for the first time Mm -hmm. with someone else. This is the first time we see, oh, he has like other relationships. So far, Mm -hmm. he's just kind of been a lone wolf. He's kind of got relationships with the other guys, but we don't see him really interacting with anybody else until this moment. So he's sort of outside of the story. And then we get to see him interact with the Skylar sisters. And I really love that. I love that we have a moment without Hamilton on stage that we get to meet these characters, that it really is about them. And there's something magical about a trio of women. We know it from Destiny's Child. We know it from like high school competitions where men sing in a quartet and women sing in a trio. There is something magical about three women singing together and even more magical about three super confident, women who are out there performing and just wailing together Mm -hmm. and this is like we see the transition musically from more of a hip-hop style to now it's like oh we're about to sing like (laughs) get ready we're We're not just like gonna have some pretty moments like we're about it's the entrance like blows you away so they're bringing a new texture to the music that we've heard so far Mm. and singing in like complicated harmonies and I love what you're sharing about them like creating that themselves which right. re- reminds me of like the Andrews sisters I don't know if y'all are familiar with that music but oh yeah it's so complicated because they are three sisters that would just sing in harmony together so right they would tune to each other but the lines don't necessarily make sense to someone trying to learn that part. So they would have these crazy complicated harmonies together. And you kind of get a little bit of that, like these riffs, like who does that? How do you even begin to start learning it? You have to like take it apart and really slow it down. So I love that we get to see this like magical number of women and they are like center, center, essentially the entire time right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're like the story is revolving around us. Even when the stage starts to revolve, they are demanding that the attention is on them. Right. And because history, and we're going to talk about this theme so much more later in the play, because history is written, especially at that time was written by men.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Women were the background. Most of the time they were sometimes mentioned, most of the time, not in any kind of real significant way, particularly in this time period. But this story, they let you know, these Skylar sisters let you know, they are not going to be background. They're going to be the only people in color on stage. Everybody else is in neutral colors. They're Mm. in these beautiful gowns. They are going to be the center of attention and what they have to say is important. And I love that these are people right away. They're not like stock characters. We see that there's like complicated nuance to each of them, right? Especially Angelica in this first Mm -hmm. one, we're like walking around and we're seeing these guys like, well, what are we looking for Angelica? And she says, I'm looking for a mind at work, not just someone handsome. I'm looking for someone who can match me with his intellect and that kind of like authority over your own intellect and what you deserve is so powerful. Like even for today's audiences, hearing that for women, hearing that, like, Oh wow. Like I can demand that I can demand that my partner match me and not have to make myself small in order to fit into someone's image.
3: Mm.
0: So I love that already we're, we're getting some like Testing of gender stereotypes with the first introduction of these women. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
0: And it's so, it's so cool to watch this unfold as they sing, as the company around them starts to get more and more elevated, right? So they start singing the ensemble. This is like dance number, right? So we start to see the ensemble like moving in different ways. There's much more like, there's much more choreography in this number almost from the beginning than there are, than there is in the other numbers prior to this. Mm -hmm. So we see this build to a dance number quite quickly. And so we see not unlike Hamilton had this ripple effect earlier. We see that these women are causing a stir. Right. Right. They're causing a stir around them. The things that they're saying, what they're doing, the fact that they're down here, the fact that they're not turning their heads because some guy's handsome is actually paying attention to them, that they have standards. They are making a ripple, right? Like, Mm. and that's a really, really powerful message. I love that they quote the declaration of independence. Yes. that They have this moment of like claiming it and Angelica is like, I'm going to get Thomas Thomas Jefferson to include women in the sequel. And we're like, <laughs> oh, honey, you don't know how long it's going to take.
2: Yeah. I, so, so she did meet Thomas Jefferson. Like, mm-hmm. real talk, like, they corresponded. Um, they had, like, a little, like, a, a, a fairish ish sort of thing going on. Um wa wow, wow, wee wow. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So she definitely knew him. So that I thought that was a fun line because they do kind of run into each other. Um, I mean, look. There's lot there's more people in the world than are happy than are in this place. So like it wasn't like they were just all around each other all the time, but like they definitely came in each other's orbits for sure.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I love that we see those people are overlapping, right? So they're the major players and they're gonna continue to overlap, just like we know. I mean, if anybody who's listening has lived in New York, you know it is such a small town when you actually live there for a while, you start seeing the same people over and over again. You run into people randomly. So it's a giant city, but your paths continue to cross with the same people. Mm -hmm. So they're running in the same circles. They want the same things. These women want equality. They want freedom. They want all the same things that these male leaders want. And so they're putting themselves in that space, Mm -hmm. right? These women are like saying, nope, we belong here too. And, I love that that is the first introduction of women in this play when it would be so easy for the women to just be the love interests. Right. And that is going to come up later. But first, we see these are fully formed, powerful, intelligent women who also happen to have relationships with these people. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So there's this thing in media that is called the Bechdel test. Yep. Um, Are you familiar with it? Were you going to talk about that, Audrey?
0: I wasn't. Go ahead. Okay,
1: so the Bechdel <laughs> test is basically this. It's it's a theory and it's a um, a commentary on the amount of females in media, whether it's me, uh, whether it's movies, television, plays, books, etc., where there are these standards that they have to follow in order for them to pass it. So, if for a couple examples, two women. Two women have to have a conversation that's not about a man mm-hmm. uh, in order for it to pass. And if you really think about it, it is very hard to do that. Like when you start looking at your most favorite movies or your mm-hmm. favorite TV shows, plays, any any of those things, you look at all of your all of the best quote unquote movies of all time or best uh, media of all time, and the Bechdel test is not passed on so many of them and this song is that like it's it's like okay we're gonna check this box like we know that there's gonna be critics doing this and it's gonna make it better because they could have gone to what's the next one helpless they could have gone straight to helpless Right? Mm-hmm. Is that the next song? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. they could have uh, gone. It's not the next song. But- Farmers'
0: feet. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: they could have made the debut of "Helpless" and "Satisfied" and 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 those types of songs. Uh, that debut, and it would have been an amazing debut and feature for both of those uh women. Mm-hmm. But you're you're thinking about it through the Alexander's um, eyes and mm-hmm. now that you're now that you've added this song it's just you know it's 3 minutes it's 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 not much but you've got so much information like what you were saying Audrey about these women that doesn't that it's they operate outside of the world of men
0: yeah mm. i think it also helps us to not just pity them mm, yeah. the women that although they are caught up in this bad circumstance, particularly Eliza later, we, we see that like, these are whole human beings that are adults that are making choices and are warning each other along the way. And so we see this relationship already starting to build and yes, it is unfortunate what they experience, but that one experience is not the full definition of who these people are. They didn't start existing when they met Alexander and they didn't stop existing, you know, after their relationship ended with him in some way or form.
1: They're not just women that, that have letters being written to them by smarter Mm -hmm. men while they're making, while they're making history. They Mm -hmm. are, they're getting crap done too. Mm -hmm. So, so the internet um, is, is divided, divided
2: on whether or not Hamilton actually passes the Bechdel test mm-hmm. because a lot, even though this song talks about other things, it does in fact reference, you know, they're looking for this mind at work, which they're equating to a man. So there is, there is a, a slice of the internet yeah. that says that, you know, even Hamilton as progressive and as uh, forward thinking as it is in a lot of places might actually fail that test. Um, yeah. because all and the, the rest argument of the songs are about me like anytime another yeah. girl sings after this it's about a man
1: and i mean you could also the argument that's that you can respond with is that in the context of the day there's only so much women could do without a, a, a man basically which is sure a little a little whatever
0: yeah. Upsetting. I cringed as soon as I said that.
2: Yeah. No, I just, no, look, I just had to be the, I had to be the dissenting opinion. Um, you went wrong. Well, went cause wrong. I would listened to shout out to Popcast who did an episode about Hamilton.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I was listening to their kind of Hamilton explained thing. And they talked about the Bechdel test and there's another one. Um, I think that's about like minority representation um, in mm-hmm. movies and musicals. And um, even their, their point was even as like, For it as it is there's still places where like it's it's kind of slipping and i don't i can see the argument like here they are taught they obviously have more than just the men and i think that is the point of the song um but they they do spend a a part of it talking about you know yeah yeah and it's worth
0: saying that this is even though this part of this story is supposed to be the women's perspective it was written by by a man right So there's, yes, we're getting to see these empowered women in some form or fashion, but there's a difference in seeing a woman's story told through a woman's pen versus Mm -hmm. a man's pen and vice versa. Right. So, and this is a theme that comes up later, right. That they get to choose whether they are part of the story, whether, right the things that are said about them are decided by other people, or if they want to be in control of the narrative about themselves. Mm. So it's really fascinating when you start to peel back those layers and see Mm
3: -hmm.
0: as, as empowered as these women seem, their story is still being told from a man's perspective.
3: Mm.
0: So there were definitely limits on on how much control a woman could have over her life. Even like, I mean, Angelica is the oldest daughter of a rich family, a power a politically powerful family.
3: Yeah. And
0: her number one thing that she has to do is find a good husband, right. make a good marriage. That's right. Her That's her duty deal. to her family. Yeah. And she's like, I'm trying to find somebody that is going to be my partner, but yeah really that's like bonus that's cherry on top because that's not really what the order is from yeah. her family.
2: Yeah. And when we get to that song where she sings about it, I think you, you hear that in the lyrics. Oh, not, yeah. I'll get into that right now, but I think you, you see that, that kind of push and pull um, about like what my duty in life is and then what I actually want out of life, mm. which may be affair affairs happen so much in that, in that, in the musical. <laughs> like, I think that might be, Mm -hmm. aside from the fact that just in general affairs happen in musicals that's like a general rule um, Mm -hmm. that i have i have i've seen (laughs) Mm -hmm. but anyway what else you got audrey uh
0: i also love the choreography in this number
2: you do because my wife hates this one too tell me more
0: (laughs) well i love the specificity that Andy Blankenbuehler has, and I've talked about that before, but Mm -hmm. then, so there's this build and even the first like dancers that enter that are like walking, like old people with the canes, right. It's Mm -hmm. very specific. It's sort of in the world of Fosse of having very particular shapes and the movement is not, I had, I had trouble with this when I first saw Hamilton that I was like, I want them to dance. Like I, I want to see these amazing Broadway dancers like dance. I want to see like a dance break. And that's just not what happens. It's just not what the choreography is. And honestly, it isn't what the story needs Mm. because if suddenly everybody's like doing turns and stuff around them and they're doing tricks and lifts and all this stuff just for the sake of it, then Mm. we lose the focus of the sisters.
3: Mm. So it's
0: in support, right? But the choreography is very specific while kind of raising the bar in this number that we had like some more in my shot, right? We had like people kind of leaving across the stage. We talked about that, but this is a choreographed number from beginning to end. So you see the specificity across the number as well as how that is going to build throughout this entire show. So we're building more movement vocabulary that's larger in the body, but still using stillness, right? So there's this one great moment when they all turn down stage and then they like start swaying side to side. It is so brilliant because we've seen them all like turning around and facing different directions. And it's like the audience is that breath we've been talking about of like, (gasps) There's that like classic moment of everybody facing downstage and moving all together which just doesn't happen that much in this play so it's really special when it does.
3: Mm.
0: So, yeah, I really I like the choreography. It is something that I have had to develop a taste for, I think as a dancer especially,
3: mm.
0: but it's something that every time I watch it I appreciate it more because I see more of the details. So, hopefully as we talk to more people and I am able to (laughs) pick brains of friends, we'll get some more backstory of what this choreography specifically means. Because every movement, is chosen with a purpose. That's how mm. Andy bueller creates movement. So there is nothing that's like, ooh, this just kind of looks cool. It's all with a purpose. So gotcha. once I kind of started having that mindset around it, then I was like, ooh, ooh, maybe it's this. Maybe that's what that means. And you <laughs> can start like interpreting things from the outside that maybe aren't even what he intended. But who cares? Like you're you're watching it and you're investing yeah. in a different way. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, that's art, man. I really like you- the
0: choreography. Mm-hmm. yeah
2: that's all right you yeah. bring, you bring a thing to it too, and that's a part of it um I think specifically my wife just doesn't like the like there's a finger movement that they do when they're doing the like we hold these truths to be self evident part she doesn't uh-huh. like that. she doesn't like that every time she cringes we um, all just
1: did it for the people who are not on the video podcast yeah we were
2: where we, there's not a video podcast <laughs> as of yet but yeah we were just <laughs> doing that we were
1: all doing um, the finger pointing
2: we were um she does however love when they like like are dancing like using their dresses as a thing to dance with um she constantly talks about how like it's so that that's a part of it It, the dresses are almost in and of themselves a a prop and a character um and I don't know if you guys have I don't know if you guys have noticed when I color-coded um the musical um Angelica Peggy Eliza um, their colors are their dress colors. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Oh, look at you! Yeah, look
0: at you! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being all um, specific and inceptiony and it stuff. It falls apart oh, eventually
2: because there's so many characters. But, but anyway, but anyway, especially when you got double characters. But let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's where we're at. But anyway, um, cool. Okay, what is that? You good? Is that
0: it? I mean, I could talk about this song for a really you, long time, but right. Yeah, but I I think those are my thoughts for now. Okay. I'll share more while cool. y'all course, are sharing. I'm sure. Of course you will. <laughs>
2: um, that again, why do I say things sometimes and they sound like I'm being condescending, but I'm not.
0: <laughs> nah, <laughs> I didn't take it like that. Okay,
1: good. I was like, of course you will. <laughs> yep.
2: Anyway, Andy, tell me what you think.
1: Well, <laughs> um, so I'll just go ahead and tell you. You know, I've been doing this blind, pretty much outside of the one, outside of my interactions with social media and um and the the initial interaction which we appreciate by the way yeah that um this is the first one that that um social media has kind of ruined a little bit mm. um tick has has effectively yeah. um minimized my love for this song um <laughs> but it don't, when i've when i've gone uh, when i've when i've listened to it more like listening for the podcast i start appreciating it because i'm not just hearing the one part that i hear over and over um right, <laughs> which is work, work, angelica, work, work, Eliza, and Peggy, uh-huh. which are, the which are their motifs, Sh- um, yeah, great, great use of words, thanks, um
0: <laughs> good job on vocabulary words, <laughs> these are words
1: we've explained before. <laughs>
0: So I so I
1: initially like this was one of them that stood out to me the the first time I was watching, and because it is the first time, like you said, Audrey, that they're singing, mm-hmm. and you get these 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 beautiful women in their beautiful dresses, and you get you get this like '90s I I, I want to call it like New Jack Swing, <laughs> like the <laughs> '90s R and B, like I think of um, like TLC. Um, mm. I think of Poison by Bib DeVoe, uh, Bobby Brown, my prerogative or every little step I take, mm. you will be, anyway, I can't, copyright, went, copyrights, um, Andy, I'll copyrights. Just, I'll just go ahead and, um, just 15 I'll just go seconds. ahead and tell you, I got distracted today for an hour and a half going down the deep dives of nineties R&B and yes. then, and then, um, and then the other one that I went down was I felt like by the end of the song was the seventies funk disco that we talked about mm. earlier. Um,
0: That's the world I live in.
1: Oh, yep. Yeah. So I thought about like, don't stop till you get enough from Michael Jackson. I thought about La Freak from Chic. I thought about, um, oh, rock, rock steady. Anyway, I could, and, and okay. finally an hour. An hour into it, I'm singing Destiny's Child, Bootylicious, or Independent mm-hmm. Women, and realizing I still have homework to do. I still need to be working <laughs> this song because I was just like, yes, Bills, 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 yes, Independent Women, yes, Bootylicious, yes. Ugh, bills, Bills, Bills. Why don't you have to reference that one? Because I knew it would set you off.
2: Golly. Can I just pause? Pause. (laughs) Side note. Pause. I put this on Twitter the other day. I will never forgive Destiny's Child for the word automobiles. Um, I just, I never will. Um, And that's, that's really all I got to say about it. I just had to put it out there. Go ahead, Andy. Yep.
0: I think they're okay with that. (laughs) I
2: mean, look, they're doing
1: fine. They don't need my approval at all. They're crying into their $100 bills. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, go ahead. <laughs> all of that, like that is my wheelhouse of music that I that I love that you can give me new things to try. And if it sounds like all of those styles, I will be here for it. Um, the other thing I noticed when I was doing research is that two other Schuyler sisters got left out. Mm. Whoops There There are two of them. There are five of them total. One of mm. them is like Cornelia. And then another one is Catherine Van Rensselaer Schuyler Cochran. Wow, which I real I think we know why her name got left out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So mm-hmm. there's a lot of Skylar children that get left out. I wasn't gonna talk about this until we get to um, to satisfied, but they have sons. Like she says, they don't, and they do. Um, <laughs> so one of the liberties that it's taken in this musical, like there's there's like fourteen or fifteen. There's a it's in the teens of Skylar yeah. children. Wow, um, yeah. And you just said five of them were girls, so you do
1: the math, <laughs> man. So that Yikes. was one thing I no- that's one thing <laughs> I noticed, and I think they would be pretty upset if they their sisters got in uh, into a famous musical. Yeah, they were ro- um, written out of the narrative. They're written out of the narrative, exactly. Um, my but going to the song instead of just the background. Um, I just was like, "Hey, Burr's back, Aaron Burr's back." <laughs> yes, he just he just <laughs> slides. He slides right into the center of the stage, <laughs> and he just and he just starts the song. I was like, "Well, wait, there he is." Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one when he's kind of setting the scene uh, at the beginning, he mentions them in a way in an order that they're never mentioned as again. He says, "Peggy, Angelica, and Eliza in that order." Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> And I think that's just because he wants to rhyme Eliza with all the guys at guys. Yeah. But I did, there could be a conspiracy corner here (laughs) that this order is the order in which they died. You know, I'm on board. This is, this is yeah. Yes. Yes. Do it. (laughs) I like it could, it? I don't think it's a coincidence I think Burr is saying this on purpose, that Peggy died first. She died in like uh, 1801. Angelica died second in 1814. And Eliza died last in
2: 1854. Yes. Coincidence? I'm bought in. You bought want a sold.
1: revolution? I want a revelation. Bought you and sold.
2: Bought and sold. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm here. I'm here for it.
0: And he, your, your pun game is strong today.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, also, after we get Burr, we get that first work work which is a pretty awesome introduction to the Schuyler sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes back to the Bechdel test. This song is meant to show off their sisters outside of their relationship to the men. Um, the other, another thing I wanted to uh, Peggy's first, li- first line is daddy said to be home by sundown. And then Eliza kind of comes back to her. And um, what what's the line that she says? She's, our Angelica says, Daddy doesn't need to know. And then Eliza's like, Like I said, you're free to go. It's such a sister reaction. Yeah. Yes. Um, and one thing I've learned in my life is wisdom. In, in, in my wisdom, is that anytime there are three people together, two people are always going to side against the third. Mm. Mm. It's happened. It, it happens with roommates, it happens with sisters, it happens with siblings.
3: Mm-hmm. That
1: Eliza and Angelica are clearly thinking together and then Peggy's like don't forget me exactly what you were saying mm-hmm. um, and so Peggy or Peggy's following the rules yeah
2: and she even pops out like when she says yep. and Peggy she like kind of throws herself to the front of the stage because she's literally like holding Eliza's hand like a child and then she just yeah
1: flings herself ahead and, like, and, and Peggy she, and she carries her throughout, the, throughout a lot of it Like yeah. you, I, I've noticed her multiple times um, with, with holding her hand
3: Mm-hmm.
0: dragging her i would say oh yeah good point <laughs> <laughs>
1: right um when i heard the line looking for a mind at work yeah i just went that's west wing yeah so i am a huge fan of the west wing and um me and lin-manuel are both friends big fans of it your friends uh, I, I didn't know that well you know if we like the <laughs> same oh, things makes- that makes we're friends right
3: <laughs> exactly yeah sure
1: can and we so get him first, on here <laughs> i would love to <laughs> Yeah. I'll call him in my mind brain. <laughs> um, I'll just send out West Wing vibes. Mm-hmm. You know?
3: mm-hmm.
1: So, looking for a mind at work is a quote from Sam Seaborn, who is a, a character in the West Wing, played by Rob Lowe. Uh, he talks about it describing presidents, and he's like, "I'm I'm looking for a mind at work." Mm. And there's this is not the only reference of West Wing in the musical. Uh, one of them will be coming up later. Um, in the second act and then the other one is not really something that you can put into a specific song but mm. the way he puts his jacket on the way hamilton puts his jacket on is exactly the way that president bartlett in the show stop. puts it on stop
0: get out
1: so the flip the flip yeah know. i know exactly
2: yeah. what you're talking about
1: and i that the flip actually came from um, Martin Sheen who is playing the president on the on the west wing he has an issue with like a rotator cuff or something so he can't put a, his jacket on a regular way and so huh. this is just his way he flips it over almost like a cape and just puts it inside um you can wa- watch when any any time that Alexander Hamilton puts on the coat right. that is his homage to president bartlett in the west wing wow we have one of those coming yeah. up in a little while
0: It's so fun, the the way that what's coming up for me when you're talking is that there's so much intentionally done to bring this narrative into our time, Uh Mm -hmm. by the pop references, by the style of music, like even the lyrics of work, work, and the way that they're singing and riffing, it's that reminder, right, that this story is also affecting things now and it's so genius because there's that familiarity with these references that make us feel like these characters are familiar which is the whole point that's what lynn is Mm -hmm. trying to do with this show it's so powerful and you don't even recognize that that's what's happening i think most people that love this musical don't know that it's like well it's because it's written in your language Right? right. Like the language of the way that we communicate right now in this culture. So yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I love
2: it. And it just, look, it just humanizes these people, um, in a way right. that like, which is the point It's the reason, you know, they're giving out, you know, we're giving out like tickets to the show to to students. Right. Because you're getting to experience these people, these real people in history in a way that just like, it's it's very very accessible to you yeah um and i i mean that it that's the genius of it more than anything
1: yeah it's so, great yep yeah. um so back to that chorus you know after you know my west wing fanboy <laughs> i yes. The in the in the music in the Disney Plus uh you can see the reactions. And so I yeah. kind of liked Angelica's reactions after she's singing the I'm looking for a mind at work and she's going past all of the men mm. and she kind of looks exhausted. She's yeah. she knows what she wants. She's not gonna settle for less. But it's exhaust it's tiring.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
1: kind of like online dating when you're going through Bumble <laughs> or you're going through Tinder and you're like, I know what I, swiping. I want. This ain't it. I don't want the fish picture. I don't want the girl standing <laughs> behind the mural with the the girl standing behind the mural with wings. Like, you see that? Just, no. That's not it. That. That's not it. I or to
2: mute my mic,
1: cause I was snorting.
3: <laughs>
2: or the
1: other, my other favorite is like, what are you competitive about? And they put everything. This feels really like, personal, Andy. It, mm-hmm. it is. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have lived. I have lived with that pain um, and lived <laughs> with that frustration because I'm looking for a mind at work. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. So, all of these guys are not measuring up at this point. And mm. even when Burr comes into it, I think Burr is the closest to what she's looking for. Yeah. But and I think I think her interactions with him are kind of her testing him. Um. And I think I think she wants. I think she is intrigued, but ultimately obviously she doesn't want him ultimately.
2: Yeah. I would, I would, I would agree. I didn't think of it that way, but given the way that she interacts with Hamilton and what she says about him and satisfied, I think you might be right. Where she's like, there's this testing of, can you, can you like get on my level? Um, Cause later He's that's, that's, that's yeah. what she'll say about Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And one of the first lines she says about him is, something about is this what it like to match wits with someone at your level right like that's yeah. something that she's not gotten before them. so yeah because yeah, even no, I'm i imagine
1: it. like even the fact that she entertains his like hey girl let me holla at you
2: well i don't know if you have a choice he kind of just showed but, up like showed up
1: <laughs> sure but like i bet there are other people in the in her world that are doing that that she's just going by Right.
0: Yeah. That she doesn't even respond to.
1: Exactly. She doesn't care enough to insult them.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes.
2: By saying, you disgust me. (laughs)
1: talk about how harsh that is oh Mm. man that's actually gonna be that's actually one of the things uh, that i was gonna bring up is that that (laughs) interaction of burr you disgust me ah so you've disgusted me Mm. yes and then he goes into i'm a trust fund baby you can trust me i was like oh shoot burr's got swag he he can he he can actually talk more and smile less (laughs) right well so it's like (laughs) Andy, you and I watched this
2: uh, stand-up special like this past weekend, and there's this thing about guys and rejection and uh, how they're just so used to it that they just kind of roll on to the next thing. Like this woman just said (laughs) you disgust her and you're like, oh, so you've talked about me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, So you're saying there's a chance. chance." And he just does. He does. He just rolls on. And I think honestly, Mm -hmm. that's probably one of the things that makes him a good politician. Oh, um, for sure, and I think we see that as we move forward. But yeah, no, I think it's so funny. Like this, she is so brutal, and he's just like, "Oh well, well, you talked about me. Yeah. <laughs> no press is bad press." I and can so- also.
0: Maybe this isn't the first time they've had this interaction. It feels right. to me yeah, like feels, she's yeah. like, oh God, you again. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's almost go. like, well, cause he just
2: told us he knows they're there. So right. it, I mean, maybe he's just like, literally like, I, they're there every Saturday. Let's it's, go.
1: It's like, they've had a, they had like two dates and she was annoyed, but he didn't. It was like, hold <laughs> up girl. Why'd you ghost me?
0: <laughs> she's like, You're I'm sure. sorry. The letter got lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> oh oh goodness uh but this was the first time that i've igno- i've noticed the extreme close-ups um like mm-hmm. we know we sh- they shot like wide shots with a live audience and then they went or- went back and did like sweeping shots and close-ups yep. and and to capture to get all the coverage um this was the first time i've noticed it in a while between burr and angelica's interactions and then the introductions of the sisters i think it's the first time it's mattered as much um, because we've gotten close ups
2: like in stories tonight, there are close ups, yeah. but it's basically just guys drinking and looking at each other like they care about each other, yeah,
1: and the only other one I can think of that was this extreme that was a big deal was when Alexander Hamilton comes on and says his name in the opening song,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah i mean this is this is the first time we're getting like like acting that i'm not sure that we would be getting if it was just on the stage
1: yes yes it was like movie or television acting
2: because leslie Odom jr talks about that he's like he made changes um mm-hmm. because he knew you're gonna have close-ups on his face the decisions he wasn't making before um which i don't know maybe i don't maybe audrey can speak to this i don't know if that pulls pulls out of the idea of it being you know stage theater things or if like if you're cool with that like what do you, do you have ideas there
0: I think it's a, because it's a mixed media, it's mm-hmm. it's a different thing than a live production. So one thing that I think a lot of the recent live productions have failed at really miserably, like we've seen on television, yeah. is that they treat it like you can just put a video camera up there right. and that's it. You just film it and there's just so much more interaction between a live audience and the actors, Mm. that's the live audience becomes a character. And so without that, when you hear the audience and that as an audience member at home, you feel that connection and you feel the freedom to respond in that way. But if it was all like that, then it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a special production, right? It would be right. a film, like an yeah. archive. And I think it adds something to say, hey, we're doing this in a different media. So we're going to use the media the way it's supposed to be done yeah. and also mix in the live audience so you can see and feel that experience. Yeah. So I honestly think this, this version does that really well. And I think it does it really well partially. I know uh, Lynn talked about this, that... It was the best rehearsed movie cast that has ever existed because they did the show eight times a week. So essentially they filmed it in like three days, I think. Wow. And I mean, obviously they had films of other performances, but they essentially like did the Sunday matinee, took a break, started recording, recorded on Monday, threw their day off, and then on Tuesday, and then went back to doing the show on Tuesday night because as a Broadway actor, you get one day off. That's it. Yeah. So they didn't disrupt the show. So it's, I think it was, it's pretty well done. There are moments that I'm like, whoa, that's really, really close. Right. Just yeah. because I'm used to seeing it from nowhere near that close. Right. Um, so there are a few moments that it's a little disarming to me, but I think it's just because my exposure to it has been from the stage so much yeah. more
1: it's yeah. weird when you see uh, a theater actor that you're used to seeing from the back of the room like you start seeing their pores
2: <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> right no i i think it, it it works really well and and i and I, I love it it's so it's too it's too live or two like real recordings of people being in the audience so mm-hmm. that already blows mm-hmm. me away that they're like smashing those things together and i noticed no difference in the sound yeah um which is a testament to the, the person who is mixing it which i have so many i so many things to say i watched a long video about how they mix the show and it's insane we'll have to talk yeah. about it later um but there's the two live performances and then the the close-ups and they just mix them all together and it's it's stupid how good it looks but it works for a couple of places there's some little facial interactions between the sisters um, Mm -hmm. and helpless and satisfied that you, I don't, I haven't seen it live, so I don't know. I know I don't get them in the recording. September 2021. Right. Right. September 2021. I'll let you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, no. So I think there's some little, some little things. And then obviously Leslie has spoken about how he changed. And so I think Mm -hmm. those are, those are cool little nuggets that, look 20, 2020 has already been a weird year and the fact like of how like everything has changed is kind of cool that like mm-hmm. look everything is changing but here so here's here's broadway but a little different and i kind of mm-hmm. i kind of dig it i kind of mm-hmm. dig it
1: yeah 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 and so my last thing was um kind of touching on what audrey talked on i liked the turntable like mm-hmm. it took me a second to realize what was happening like mm-hmm. when they're walking uh and just like they're st- basically staying in the same place, but because of the turntable, they're constantly going through forward motion, um, which this song has a pretty quick BPM and they're setting their feet to that song. I, I have to imagine the first couple practices were uh, a lot of stumbling and a lot of tripping yeah. um, and a lot of falling down or running into people. Mm-hmm. Trying to find that right beat because it's not slow at all. Um, and then just the last chorus, just that, it's so impressive, that that stage direction where one side is moving, the other side is moving the other way, and the women are still, I think the women are moving too. I don't know if it's a different, um, I don't know if it's a different like um, control platform. Mm-hmm. A platform, a different, thank you. Um, and so it was just so impressive to watch all of the choreography yeah. involving the company and them just working together
2: there's a center rotating piece and then there's another piece around it so those can spin in different directions okay so a lot of times you'll have um like the company or the ones that are dancing in that circle will be kind of on the outer on the outer edge and then your your main people are in the middle um they did it with um with hamilton and the crowd but this is a little bit different um but but that's yeah two platforms
1: yeah so i thought that was very impressive
2: Mm -hmm. this is dumb but like maybe it's dumb i don't know so this thing is like this is the way the staging is so they do this everywhere right so like do they build a stage on top of the stage where the Mm platform? so like do we now step up onto this new stage is that how that works just you mean when they tour yeah
0: yeah so because it's a turntable they have to install the turntable like they have to bring in a floor so equity rules they can't have like a crazy stumble hazard so they have to make it so that it's a like ramp I imagine that it would be a ramp up onto the stage Mm -hmm. so but yeah they I mean that is part of the touring production too Wow. the thing about the touring productions that have been out so far are that they have long sit downs which is in the theater world like they stay in one city for a long time Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like (laughs) being in Chicago technically like quote unquote on tour for a solid six months. Yeah. So that's very different than what people usually think of as being on tour, but technically there's still a tour cast. So the current,
2: the current one is quicker though. It's like a week in each place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there are, there are multiple different um, casts of Mm -hmm. Hamilton touring. So some of them are having longer sit downs and then some, places will have like a week long. Mm-hmm. But there are tours especially non-equity tours that aren't part of the union that will have like one-offs. Like mm-hmm. one place one night sort mm-hmm. of like a a band touring. Yeah. And that's really challenging, but yeah. So they for sure like they have to have the turntable. It is part of the choreography. And the thing about other productions is that they have to keep the integrity of the original production. Mhm. So you can't do Hamilton
2: without a turntable. Without a
0: turntable. Mm. Yeah,
2: That's, that's crazy. I mean, no, it's not crazy. It's awesome. But I was just like, I was watching it. I was like, so like, I don't know how much, how much extra inch, inches you need to make, to build a turntable on top of an existing stage. But I'm like, that would throw off everything. It would throw off everything about the way the lights are in the house. It would throw, I mean, you'd, everything's gotta be, I mean, everything is already tailored to every show. I get that. But like, if your stage became six inches taller than it was the night before, that's a big deal.
0: Yeah. Um, So they have their own crew that comes in and loads in the set, but also there's, they go ahead of the actors. So they will go ahead and start loading in and then reset. So these like touring venues are made to go like kind of back to zero and then you reset what you need to do. But yeah, it's a, it's a massive amount of work from yeah. the technical side for this yeah. production. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, it is crazy. Really, guys, you guys, people that are listening, go watch the video. It's Adam Savage did it. So the guy from Mythbusters. <laughs> he did like a couple of videos about Hamilton, and they're all fantastic. Mm. But when he talks about the mixing, like I, as a person who has run sound for the majority of my life, was like losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> because. So fun they don't leave any mic on that's not being used. And I mean, second to second. So like if Angelica is done with that line, her mic is pulled off. Yep. And then whoever's talking next is put on. He's literally playing the soundboard like an instrument. And it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's craziness, craziness. Go watch it anyway. All right. Was that yours, Andy? Yes. Okay. Number one, uh, Aaron Burr's lisp is back and in full effect. Um, don't believe me go listen to disney plus and listen to the album version that back to back this it's a different dude different voice different dude um there's a lisp i don't care it is it's there
1: (laughs) it was bad it was bad
2: look i I would say this i i say it a lot i don't think it's bad i think they're two two very different performances um Mm -hmm. one of them is in a studio one of them is live i get it but like there's a it feels like it's i don't know it feels more like a conscious decision and i want to and i want to know that it is or isn't
1: i wasn't saying that the performance was bad i was oh, okay. saying that it's hard to it's hard to like explain it away like yeah. oh no it's just sound feedback oh, no, no, no. no it's no. pretty it's pretty there <laughs> my man says guys guys um just
2: listen to it just listen to I'd
0: be interested to see him in other live productions yeah. Not recordings in a studio.
2: I watched him do it at the White House. He doesn't lisp there.
0: It's still different than on stage, like inside the production, right? Yeah. So it might be just an actor habit.
2: Yeah. I've seen, there. there's a video, but I don't know if it's on stage though. But there's a video of him singing, I think something from Rent. But I don't know if he's on stage. It might just be. It's like a
0: concert that's just a very different setting.
2: No, I know. That's why there's plenty of videos of that. And he doesn't have a lisp there
1: either. So when he's singing the nationwide insurance song.
0: Right, yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's just low, it's lower. And so I get the lower higher thing. I'm I'm bought I'm bought into like Yeah. But the Lisp is still throwing me off. Anyway, that's enough of that. It's just it's still there. (laughs) Number one, Lisp. Lisp. Um (laughs) so here's what happened. I fell down the like well, before I go there, let's do this. Um, let's consult the book, <laughs> the good book. Um, so this song, <laughs> easy, <laughs> this song, uh, Lynn, uh, says this song is, this is one short day in the Emerald city. Um, that's how he views, that's how he views this song. If you're into what wicked. is that, if you're well in wicked, there's a song called one short day in the Emerald city. It's when, okay. um, the two, the two girls of that show go to the Emerald city for the first time. Galinda and okay. Alphaba. Yes,
0: Galinda and Alpha The Good Witch and the Wicked Witch.
2: Okay. They go to the Emerald City for the first time, and it's kind of like, look how cool the city is. And that's this song. I mean, that's what's happening here. Um, And then he says, his third footnote is, poor Peggy. (laughs) Um, She doesn't stick around the story long enough to merit a musical motif. Um, And I I thought of it when you brought up, because the um angelica that is her motif and the eliza because other people are going to sing it right that's their motif it right. comes mm-hmm. back when you speak about them peggy never gets one because she's not in act two and the reason mm-hmm. she's not in act two is because she died um, <laughs> um he said she doesn't stick around the story long enough to merit a musical motif she married rich and died young in case you're <laughs> wondering where she is in act two And then I've seen him him do another interview where he's like, I know it's really sad, but look, if you're dead for act two, you don't get to be in act two. (laughs) Um, So, but that made me fall down this rabbit hole of who the heck is Peggy Schuyler? Um, Because number one, um, Jasmine, the the woman who plays her, Jazzy, as they call her, um, is so underused as Peggy. Um, And so I'm glad that we get Mariah because she's- fantastic and you notice like these really the voices are two i mean different one she's playing a child but Mm -hmm. like and the other is supposed to be like this seductress right so like but she's so good like she's so good at it and like i'm thinking back and she either is she either says the words and peggy or she sings with other people like all through act one like that, Mm -hmm. this is it for her these are her lines in act one is and peggy and then whatever everybody else is singing.
1: Daddy said to be home by sundown.
2: That's true. She gets that. And daddy's, yeah, you're right. Okay. Daddy said not
1: to go downtown. Okay. So she's mostly and, right.
2: And Peggy and two other sentences. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, my point is she's great. Um, and I do, I do think she handles the acting of Peggy really well. And she obviously can sing. But anyway, so that made me look into real Peggy because I wanted to know more about real Peggy. And I put it in our notes, but real Peggy was lit she was really cool. She was a cool chick. Um, so she was born. I'm not even kidding. Margarita Schuyler. Um, I didn't do enough legwork to figure I'm out
0: on, I
2: didn't do enough legwork to figure out where we get Peggy from. Um, but her name oh, was
0: Peggy is a, I feel like Peggy is a nickname for Margaret. Uh, it might be. Okay. Meg, that, Peg.
2: We're going to run with that. Um, so she was the youngest of the Schuyler sisters. She was known as a wicked wit endowed with a rare accuracy of judgment of in men and things. She was Mm. also a favorite at dinner tables and balls. Um, One of Hamilton's closest friends criticized Peggy as a Swift's Vanessa, which is a 18th century word for a woman too enamored of talking with politics with men to be likable. It's my favorite. Sounds like a
0: Skylar. That is
2: my favorite line. <laughs> and then this friend wrote to him, wrote to Hamilton and said, Tell her so. I am sure her good sense will soon place her in proper station.
1: Oh, dang, son. Which is the worst. The
2: worst.
0: Bah.
1: I know,
2: right? Apparently, days after meeting Eliza, Hamilton wrote to Peggy saying that he had already formed a more than common partiality for her person and mine. And then he begged her as a, I'm not even kidding a nymph of equal sway (laughs) to distract Hamilton's peers with her feminine wiles so that Mm -hmm. he could monopolize Eliza. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. in an answer to the letter, Peggy dutifully rode through record setting snow to attend the series of military balls hosted that winter where Hamilton wooed Eliza. So Hamilton had Peggy as a wingman. Absolutely. Literally (laughs) just jumping on the friend grenades.
3: Um, (laughs)
2: To get everybody out of the way,
0: <laughs> but it's, really, she's like, "I'm also going to find a rich husband." Well, at, she, at did. she did. She right. did. At
2: at 25, right. she married which old, is old, oh, old. She she married 19 <laughs> year old Stephen Van Rensselaer and, the third, uh, who was a distant cousin,
0: <laughs> whose age caused controversy. Yeah. So Not my, the cousin part. That was normal, right? But th- he was actually third,
1: co- a distant cousin,
0: right?
2: So, like, okay. So, <laughs> Peggy's out here. At, <laughs> this is this is why I'm mad that Peggy's such a small character. Because this woman is like, if anything, she's everything that the other Skylar sisters are. Um, and I understand that we don't have time to get into everything. Like, we don't have we don't have time to have a song about how Peggy likes to talk about politics at the dinner <laughs> table
1: but or how it, she's running game for Hamilton
2: right <laughs> right I love I love it so much and and again that's because there's liberties taken right like pretty much the entirety of how Hamilton meets Angelica is all wrong and we'll talk about that later but um but yeah so like I just love that this there's this real story behind Peggy of this woman who just like is kicking button taking names at dinner parties so much so that people feel like they have to write Hamilton to tell her to calm down. And he doesn't.
0: And he's like, actually, could I enlist your services <laughs> to right? help could me with you <laughs> your you, sister?
2: <laughs> could you please distract all the men?
1: Um, you got this, girl. <laughs> with your nymph nymph of similar wiles or something, right?
2: Like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Nymph of of equal sway. I think is I don't know.
1: One. I don't know if I'd use that word to try to like get somebody in their good graces. No. I mean, it it worked. I guess. <laughs> um, Hamilton marries Eliza and and then there's a whole musical about
2: it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I just thought it was funny. Like she's such a, like it story wise in real, in real life, apparently is a big part of the reason they get together. And she's a real one. She's a she's real one. one. She's, she's his best wingman, And, uh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, it just made me really happy to read, um, because I like her a lot and I did notice like, man, you can tell cause when she sings Mariah, I mean, she's got some pipes. And mm-hmm. you can, you can tell even in Peggy, it's like there,
0: oh, but, yeah.
2: but she's singing like a child, um, which is, which is good. She's so she's doing her job is the point I was trying to make.
0: <laughs> she's doing and, good acting.
2: Yeah. Um, and I said this already, but she's not an act too, because she dies. Um, she dies really young and that's it. So also we needed someone to play Mariah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And uh, I've already said this too, I think, but this is, not the last time that liberties are taken on the actual historical facts of this show. I do want to, like, I think a lot of times people, and I do this too with like historical movies and things, I'm like, Oh, this is the history. And like, yeah, but no. Um, and so there's like, yes, it's historical, but there's, there's liberties that are taken for lots of different reasons. And sometimes it's just time and sometimes it's for a story and like, you have to be, Okay with that, like, it, you, but you do mm-hmm. need to. It's good to educate yourself and know, um, because yeah, I mean, like, not everything is in a movie is the thing that really happened, even if it's historical. Mm. Mm-hmm. And my very last thing, as far as thoughts, is Book Guy. I forgot <laughs> about Book Guy. If you don't know who Book yes. Guy is, there's this guy in the middle of the choreography so watch it again, <laughs> yeah, he's just just out of nowhere, pops up on stage and dances with a book. He's like doing it between his legs. It's like very involved for with we glasses talk, on. We talk about how it's like there's like there's a lot going on, but a lot of it is really subtle and like hey, we're moving this chair over here and but my man center stage not what? subtle. Go into town with a book. And I saw someone on Twitter that was like, I wish I loved anything as much as book guy love dancing with books. <laughs> yes. Um, so every time I see it, we watch it. I'm like, book guy. Because he's my favorite part. I did it today when we were watching it. I was like, book guy. He's my fave. Mm-hmm. Um, also, not for nothing, there's a million, like, all the, we've talked about this, but all the people in there, like, in the company are doing other things. And so if you're paying attention, um, Samuel Seabury comes across the stage at one point. Um, the guy who will play Charles Lee is on the stage at that point. I'm pretty sure the Skyler sister's father is on stage, not as their father. Um, so there's all that stuff happening there. If you're like really paying attention, you can see who all these people are though. A lot of times you see them from the back when you get the close shots, which I got to think is purposeful. Okay. That's my thoughts. I, I like this song a lot and I could probably talk about it, but I would rather just talk about the history of Peggy Skyler. Um, but that's cause you guys covered all the good stuff. So <laughs> best line, <laughs> what's the best line, Audrey?
0: I think I have to say, this is really hard for me because I love this song and I think mm-hmm. there's so much to be mined in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, One, okay, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to have two. Okay. So from, because I can change the rules if I want. And so I think I love the refrain that they say, look around, look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. Mm -hmm. History is happening in Manhattan and and we just happen to be in the greatest city in the world. Like that
3: is,
0: yes, it's such a bop and the their rhyme scheme is so fun, right? Like it's yeah. so like not what you're expecting to happen. So from a like writing standpoint, like mm. that is is so so good. Um I think the my favorite line has to go to angelica though um when she says and when i meet thomas jefferson i'ma compel him to include women in the sequel (laughs) work like yes girl hold on (laughs) it's gonna happen he won't
2: but keep going he
0: won't but keep trying to use those resources um (laughs) so i love it i think it's like such a powerful statement it makes me like kind of laugh and giggle to myself every time I hear it right there's so much good writing in this song but I think mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite moments
1: cool Andy that's a good one um I think I'm going to say it's it's and I, I said the Aaron Burr Angelica interaction in the first in the first opening thoughts and uh, because that was a that was a close second because that, that is just so gold. But I think for me, it's when Angelica is talking, like she drops common sense, like the book. Um, and she says, Mm -hmm. some men say that I'm intense or insane. Um, you want a revolution. I want a revelation. So listen to my declaration. Like, I like, I like that. I like the, the way it phrase, like the way the phrase hits and, um, the way it describes so much about her. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, what a connection she will have later on with Hamilton. Yeah.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Um, Reading a a fun fact from Lin-Manuel, when this was still an album, he wanted the rapper Common Sense to read a selection of Common Sense um, (laughs) on the album. He said, I am nothing if not literal. (laughs) That's what he said. I love it. Um, Okay. Oh, gosh. This is hard because I love a lot of things in this song. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, uh, I'm, I'm sad because, like, okay, so it really is, well, I don't know. I have so many, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: I, like, I want to give it to a girl, but... It's
0: okay. You don't have to.
2: No, but I do because, well, look, let's be real. Angelica is going to take all the prizes for wordplay in, like, two songs, so or uh, like three Yeah, songs.
0: she's not hurting. Like she's fine. She's not.
2: She's not. Um, okay, so I uh honorable mention is yes. um there's nothing like summer in the city, someone in a rush looking next to someone looking pretty. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, miss. I know it's not funny, you know the rest of it. So the first of all, nothing like summer in the city, someone in a rush next to someone looking pretty. That's gonna come back, so it's really important. Like mm-hmm. we use that again. Um, along with some other things in the song we'll talk about in a second, but um excuse me miss is a jay-z reference come on and I, and I told you that this song um and the and even the opening song had like an empire state of mind vibe to me and so mm-hmm. that there's a jay-z lyric in there Um uh, jay-z and pharrell specifically um makes me happy because yeah. it makes me feel like i know what i'm talking about with music um but really my favorite line is, ah, so you disgust me. I'm a trust fund baby. You can trust me. It is so good. So I wish I had good. that swag. No, and apparently that's Lynn manuels wife's favorite line in the whole show <laughs> is that line um she also she's like hates- that
0: song that you're not in at all that yeah. one's my favorite <laughs> she
2: also boos every time he kisses a woman in the show good for her um he was live tweeting it when it aired on disney plus and he's like she's booing again mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you? Um,
2: which i get i get it i get it um so anyway that's that's mine there's so many good so we didn't talk about this a minute ago these are good too but like look around look around is a motif that's going to come back later we get mm-hmm. the introduction of the sisters motifs we get nothing like summer in the city line comes in there um am i missing like a motif that's going to come back it's only important because like we have nonstop coming up and it's got almost all of this um mm-hmm. so i think that's all the ones that are going to come back unless i'm missing one
0: i think that is
2: but that's a lot that's like four Mm-hmm. I counted that in the weirdest way that you guys can't see. I did it like an alien. I don't know what this is someone who's <laughs> never counted for in their life.
0: <laughs> quick quick aside. Thumb. <laughs> do you start
2: do you start with your thumb? No. No. I do I do though. So okay. Mm-hmm. I do. So uh, it's not weird that this happened because I do. I one, two, three, four. Anyway, doesn't matter. Not important. Okay. Um uh, <laughs> uh, rate the song is next, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've done this several week,
1: several times now. you think I'd remember it. Um, That's okay. We
0: discover it new every time.
1: No, we've got who won.
0: Oh, oh yeah. We you do won. Right.
1: You got to win before you give a grade. That's true. That's true. Um, Audrey?
0: Angelica. Eliza. Oh, wait. Oh, we're not really?
1: Singing. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we're not singing. What is yours, Andy? It's Angelica. Yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs> got to be. Uh, if for nothing, just the sass that she can deliver yep. um, in the face of this guy who's just coming on way too strong. It's lovely.
1: I think without knowing, if you were going into this blind, you would kind of lump Eliza a little bit in with Peggy because she yep. doesn't really offer that much to this song. Like she is, she's clearly on Angelica's side based off their interactions with Peggy, but she's yep. not really offering her own, yeah, her and- own point of view.
0: Yeah, and Eliza is a slow burn, if you will.
1: She is.
2: I was gonna make a similar point. Yeah,
0: that
2: that even, really, I mean, to me, all the way up. Like, I know we have helpless, but then helpless is followed by satisfied, mm-hmm. and so to me, it's not really until you get to burn that you're like, oh crap, like mm. this, this, this woman. And it's that's why apparently that part of the show can be hard because you've got to change everything we know about Eliza for that song she's really Hmm. she's really subdued in the first act she really is there she's there to be hamilton's love interest um and angelica is really kind of the female star of the first half of the show in Mm -hmm. my opinion yeah yeah so yeah cool okay yeah i agree angelica wins um hands down has to burr's good but angelica wins yeah he's second yeah yeah absolutely
1: uh okay now
2: score audrey
0: I'm going to give this one a 9.3.
2: Wow. Not a 5. Th- I was expecting a 9.5, Addy, but.
0: I'm a woman of mystery. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is it really a mystery when I think every song you've given it like a point two or 3 or 1 or something? I don't I
0: know. Think. It still remained to be a mystery to you. So I guess I am a mystery. <laughs> she <laughs> might be adding. Well we might be dis- adding
1: emojis into it next time.
2: <laughs> yeah. We've already discussed that we can't remember what we say week to week and that people are like, oh, you said this thing. I'm like, I don't think so. I'm going to have to listen to that
0: again. <laughs> I did start writing my writings down, so yeah. I do actually have a frame of reference.
2: I just listened. Although to- I do
0: recognize I'm like 9.1035. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> so- <laughs> I just listened to every episode that we've recorded and I still don't know what I rated um, anything. So, I, yeah. it's still a mystery to me too. But nine point three, right on.
0: Nine point three, yeah, really solid song. I maybe that's the highest rating I've given. Not, I just said I wrote it down, and now I don't have it with me. But you're
2: asking the wrong. Uh, one.
0: <laughs> it's it's a it's a really really solid number. I have to give it a high rating for all of the elements coming together and gotta represent my girls. Like man, they are just. Doing the work truly, mm, mm, like work, of work. they're coming on and they are saying like, y'all, this story, like you do not know all the players yet, so don't forget about us. Here we go,
2: us the ladies. ladies.
1: Yeah, that's right. All right, and Andy, I'm gonna give it a nine. I would have given it higher uh, to a nine point five, but TikTok is knocking it down. Um, yeah, I, kn- I know. Unfortunate. Unfortunately. Um, there are other songs that I've heard a million times on TikTok that I'm still not tired of, and we'll mm-hmm. get to those later, but uh, it's, it's this one. I, I think it's a great introduction for the, for the ladies. I think it's a good showcase for Angelica. Um, and it, it kind of shows a lot of what the show as a whole has to offer between the acting and the singing and the rapping and the shaking of the <clears throat> Um Sorry, that's a ending of a, we call that dancing (laughs) just
2: just dancing
0: also it's like women they're also telling us like hey women are gonna rap too yeah like yeah just so y'all know this is not just gonna be the men which obviously we're gonna see a lot more later in a couple numbers but i love that they're like oh not they're not just wailing like they're also gonna be rapping too so i love that
2: absolutely no, I'm down. I'm here for it. Um, I also give it a 9. Um that's that was my number um that I had in my head. I it's great. I love it. Um I don't have anything really negative to say about it. Um the only reason I wouldn't give it more is cuz I know I have more places up to go. And so mm-hmm. for, by default it lands on 9 for me. Yeah. Um. I was even a little scared. Like I thought about giving like nine point five, but then I got worried because like I have like I don't feel like the jump to some of my favorite songs is enough. If I give it only a, a
0: half point, jump Yeah. 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 So
2: sense. so that that's where I'm at. Um. I don't think it. I mean, you. Can, I could try to give it less, but I don't. I don't have a reason to. Like it's good. They. Yeah. Mm-mm. You got it's these. You nine. got these great harmonies. You got these cool choreography. There's book guy. So like this this whole thing, right? <laughs> um and peggy and peggy right <laughs> um so so that i a nine it's good it's it, it's fun it gets stuck in your head um I i'm constantly like work work just that part like just mm-hmm. in my head like it's just there it's good he's a, he's good at what he does man he's good at what he does so nine um cool okay we did it we made it through um yeah, it. this is officially the longest episode that's fine it is what it is um so i don't know what we're gonna do when we get a nonstop, stop but we'll figure that out um but anyway you guys are awesome this is fun I, I say that every week i feel like but it's true it's true every week
1: i mean i feel like we come we're coming into our own like i know the podcast sometimes take a little while to get into because people have got to uh figure out their dynamic and yeah we're mm-hmm. every time i leave i'm like yes this is the best one yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I
2: I feel that way too. And every every episode I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to do the next song. Mm -hmm. Um, that's good. And next week is a much shorter song because it's farmer refuted. Um, and again, there was this moment in my brain where I'm like, we'll double up. Nope. Can't do it. So, so everyone listening along, if you're doing that, I hope you, I hope somebody out there is like watching one song at a time and listening to the podcast
1: help joining me in my struggle.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I hope I hope somebody out there's doing that. Um but yeah, it's like a minute and something seconds long, but I think there's a lot there. And yeah. even if there's not, it'll be a short episode. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, you guys by now we're what, 6 episodes deep, you know nothing's going to be short. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got thoughts, on thoughts on we thoughts. We have thought <laughs> thoughts on thoughts on thoughts. Um <laughs> so yeah, that's it. This is that's that's all that's all I have. Um don't forget to like review and subscribe subscribe um and share and share it with your friends definitely that one um you know just the more people that can know about us the better it'll be because we'll all be talking about hamilton together um and then definitely review us we do have we do have a review now um but you should you should leave a review um so thank you to our person that reviewed. We know who you are. We're not going to bust you out on the show. <laughs> thank um, you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much. But thank you. Thank you for, for telling us what you think. Um, they like our chemistry. That's all I got to say. Hey. Uh, uh, all right. So that, that's that. We hope you've enjoyed it. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the raise a mic podcast. If you're still here, we know you're a Hamilton fan like us and we want to invite you to become part of the show. You can send us your fun takes on the songs coming up by shooting us an email to raise at gmail.com. If you're using the anchor app, you can actually leave us a voice memo and we may use that in the show. Like we said, go ahead and subscribe review and rate the podcast because it really does help us rise up those ranks and make sure to share this podcast with all your Hamilton loving friends. Until we see you again, we thank you for stopping by and listening to us rant about this musical that we all love so much. Till we meet again, raise a mic, everybody.